Hello, and welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer, online at Sterling Vermin on Twitter, or SterlingVermin.com on the internet at large. And my name's Dane, I'm a Dungeon Master podcaster and voice actor, and you can find me all those same places that you can find Benjamin, but also not a website, at Dane in Danger. Eloquently put. Thank you, as always. Yeah, we are winding up season two. Let's tie it up. Yeah. With a bow. Put a little bow on top. Lock it up. Arcane lock it up. Like in our mid-season review, we're going to go through episode by episode talk a little bit about the things we've been thinking about since then, any comments we've received from fans, and then also give our taglines for those episodes. We'll start with Arcane Lock. Dane, what do you have to say about Arcane Lock? I, however ridiculous my chest town was, mm-hmm. locked up city, Right. I, I, think, I think it has a place, at least in a Feywild adventure. I think that that, that probably makes more sense there than right. in the real world quote unquote, the real, mm. the real mm. world, right? Mm. But I'm, I'm not letting that go. I'm, I, you know, I stand honest, by honestly, it. the idea grew on me a little bit yeah. as I thought about it more. It's um, so whimsical. It is very whimsical. I, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think I like it. Thank you. I ended up coming around to like Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. What'd you, uh, what'd you find out about it? I didn't find out anything. Mm. Uh, <laughs> What 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 have you uh, uncovered? What, what, what thoughts have I been thinking? Yeah. Well, the first is that I just recently went back and looked at the spell again. I can't remember why. Maybe just in preparation for this. And I was again struck by like I don't understand the spell. I it's don't just unclear. Get, yeah, I just I don't understand what the intent is. And it's funny because I don't know if I mentioned this in the episode itself, but when I went to online forums and talk, tried to talk start a conversation to, with about this with people. I felt like they were outright hostile to me for not understanding it, but I also didn't get the sense that anybody else understood it either. They just didn't want to have the, con- they just didn't like the idea of having a conversation about it. They they didn't want to accept the fact that this might not be the most well-written spell. Yeah, it was very, I don't know. But we did get a comment about this on Twitter uh, from Band of Jenkins, and I apologize I didn't check pronouns beforehand, so I'm just going to say they. So they said that this spell would be useful for assassinations. And the couple of examples they provided were, I don't lock it. I mean, these are both awful, so I apologize. But uh, The assassination's yeah, awful? Right. Is that what you're so trying to say? Locking some, so putting somebody in a room where there's only one door, arcane locking it, and then setting the building on fire. Mm-hmm. Or same deal, but on a boat, and you sink the boat. Sink the boat. Yeah. It's very Sims to right. just put them in a pool... Take away the the ladder, and they swim themselves to death. Right. But in this situation, you're putting them in a room, and you're taking away the door. And burning them to death. And then burning them to death. (laughs) Clean, simple assassination. Right. Put them in a room. Arcane lock the room. Burn the house down. You know, the thing is, actually, that I originally... before you just said that, I was thinking like that's kind of an inconvenient way to kill someone. But actually, it would be inobvious that they'd been murdered. Oh, hundred! If you want to cover that, because up. the door will be destroyed in like the fire. Mm-hmm. It won't be arcane. There's nothing there to show that it was ever locked in any way. The perfect arcane crime. Yeah, kind of is. And who knows if their skull will be intact for speak with dead? Yeah. 
I mean, probably not. Probably At that not. end, I mean, you're on the other side of the door. So as long if you can get them to go in the door without, then you're kind of free and clear on that respect. So, so good job, Band of Jenkins. That's a, that is a very good tool for assassins. Mm-hmm. It also kind of reminds me of when we used demiplane to kill people. Just put mm-hmm. them in, yeah. Put them in a room, shove them in demiplane, and just let them. A burning demiplane. Yeah, there's lots of demiplanes you could put them in. Countless wood, stone. That's it. That's it. It's those, just that's the two. The, those are the two kinds of demiplanes. Love that spell, Dane. Do you have a tagline for this spell? I do. Um, I came up with. Security with a side of magic. Good. That's good. Yeah. And then like, ding, you know. Sure. Ding. Like smile. Ding. There's, maybe there's like a padlock on the, on the, on the emblem? advertisement. The advertisement. On, the, on the advertisement, the emblem, and it shines. Yeah. Right Click. At the end. Ding. Yeah. That's fun. How about you? you what, what's your tagline? Not just locked, arcane locked. <laughs> I was thinking of something around the lines of like, uh, lock plus because it's it's just it's lock but just that much better. That's like the streaming service where right. you can get arcane lock on anything you want. Just whatever it is. Streaming. Next we got fabricate. Fabricate was kind of an epiphany moment for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had was about halfway through. Fabricate was actually a a spell I ran at twice for episode notes. Dan and I were going to record it. We and did. Then, we recorded half of an episode and gave up because yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I, I just didn't have the angle yet. Like, I, I knew you could create a bunch of stuff with it, and I knew that that was kind of disruptive, but I couldn't put my finger on exactly why or, or how, and... We knew something was there. We yeah. knew something was there. We just couldn't quite reach it, and, and in recording the episode, you could hear us reaching. Yeah. So we were it, just like... Yeah. Let's come back to this later. <laughs> but we had a good conversation afterwards and that, and then, so when I was writing the notes for the second time, bearing in mind what we had talked about, I thought, I wonder how many people are, were crafters at this time. Like how many jobs did this place? I think I said this in the episode, which then got me to look back at plant growth. Cause I realized there were probably many more people in agriculture. And yeah, so this episode was a, a big revelation for me because I, when I had, first come to you Dane with the idea of dispel magic I really thought when we had like a dozen two dozen spells all kind of interlocking that's when we would see a world come into focus that looked very different from the traditional D&D campaign settings that we have but it's really just plant growth and fabricate and uh, all of a sudden none of the D&D campaign settings that we have make any sense at all just logically walking through each of these spells has changed the world in in its own fun kind of specific way and i'm sure you can take it any number of different ways but this particular spell combination seems to really permanently go in one direction yeah i mean it just there's like two industries done that are like the primary industries of the time that are just solved kind of yeah except for mining which uh well, i did true. Yeah. i did cut out my mining rant of that episode i rant i i went on a little rant about how superfluous mining seems but somebody's gonna have to write a mining spell someone i'm looking at you spell writer guy. i was thinking about me so yeah okay good we're both thinking about the same person <laughs> on the same page what's your tagline for this one my tagline for this one is tomorrow's infrastructure today 
What's yours? <laughs> Mine is seize the means of production. Yeah. Because it, it really does make capitalism moot. Well, not really, because capitalists are all about exploiting. Like, they're just going to exploit this mage that casts fabricate. I think to an extent. But once the supply is outweighs the demand and money becomes well, yeah, superfluous, I, right. then capitalism's dead True. because I there's do, enough resources for everyone. I do think that almost with plant growth and fabricate, you hit a point where it's almost like star, a fantasy Star Trek. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Because it's just... If, if, you, if you don't... You want hot coffee? Fine. Here's fabricate. You got hey, hot coffee. I'm going to fabricate hot, you. Hot coffee. Coffee. Hot. Fabricate. That's the fabricate sound. Yeah. That one turned out good. Then we talked about... we we this, this season we did something a little different. Left turn! We talked about a class. We talked about the wizard class. Pretty classy of us. Which felt like a kind of natural place to go from the spell fabricate since we're kind of talking about this movement towards the ubiquity of magic in a setting. I don't have a lot to add to what we talked about in the wizard episode, but we did get a question about uh, what wizard school we thought would have the most influence on everyday life. Uh, So I cracked open my PHB, my Xanathars and my Tasha's and I did a little looking little digging, huh? I think, um, you know, the notable ones, I thought, Abjuration, Evocation, Necromancy, and Bladesinger from Taja's, mm. all would have prominent roles in a military. But that's not that really sense. every day. Yeah. So, like, for various reasons, I think those four would fill out any kind of military fantasy, or fantasy military that you're going to have operate. But in terms of the two most common schools or the this in terms of the wizard subclasses that are going to have the biggest impact on day-to-day life that would be conjuration and transmutation so the school of conjuration as its second level feature you can summon any item that's less than three cubic feet and weighs 10 pounds or less the object is magically visible which could be a good thing could be a bad thing if people don't know What's magic about and what this, isn't? About this ability, yeah. then they might think, that guy's got a magic thing, and he's trying to sell it to me only at the price of a regular item. Like, that, what a steal. Hot I'll dog. Get that. But then it disappears in an hour, so... See, I, I would think that um, enchantment magic would have a bigger effect. Anything affecting people's minds. Well, I'm not talking about magic. I'm talking about the wizard school specifically. So mm. the the subclass and whether or not that subclass has any oh, features. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the enchantment one, I think, is just something like you kind of mesmerize one person, which is good, fine. But like people sleep at night. Yeah, and, that makes sense. You know, so it's yeah. like the people are already kind of so not the of school for... of magic, but the Correct. actual yeah, yeah. The, the class, sub, the subclass, subclass for yeah. yeah. And then transmutation is similar, where you can turn, you can use their second level feature to turn one material into another for an hour. It's weirdly actually more restrictive than the conjuration one, which mm. is which is weird given what it is. But but between these two things, it made me the between the conjuration feature and the transmutation feature it made me think a lot of our charm person episode where we talked about how large financial transactions would probably typically involve a mediator who waits an hour 
to ensure that everyone, if anyone's under the effect of charm person, when they came to the agreement, they're, they're no longer under that before they, the deal is finalized. Restructures how, how business is taken yeah. care of. And so in a similar way, I think this would apply to that as well, mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that this like, your gold is gold. This block of silver this guy brought in <laughs> is not just a transmuted wooden block. Yeah. It's actually a block of silver. Money watcher. Worst, most boring job ever. I'm sure there are worse. <laughs> we could come up with some pretty like, bad jobs. Yeah, I mean, I think when we talked about Anime Dead, there was like somebody's job was just to like motivate zombies to do things yeah that's right so just hanging there yeah reading books i think that might be a fun episode a dirty jobs episode where we just (laughs) come up with all the worst things i think it would be hard to top zombie bait zombie bait's pretty bad boring and dangerous yeah like a weird combination of boring and dangerous yeah I i think we could have fun with it if you, if you, the listener, have any fun, dirty jobs, yeah. tweet us at DispelMagicPod on Twitter, while Twitter's still around. Yeah, for the moment. For the moment. People in the future might not even know what we're talking about when we say Twitter. Twi- Twitter? You mean Mastodon. Yeah, we'll see about that. Do you have a tagline for this episode? I do. Worth your weight in ink and paper. It's, it seems like most of the things we talked about hinged on... Having ink and paper, learning new spells, right. yeah. sharing information, you know, really high quality ink and paper, the lifeblood of a wizarding society. Pretty silly. What was your, uh, what was your tagline? Student loans coming to a fantasy setting near you. Cause you know. Debt. Yeah. It's, it's ubiquitous. You know, it's just so nice to have student loans in real life that why wouldn't you want to. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it into our fantasy Do realm. some role play with it. It's just a, instead of a shopping episode, it's an application episode. (laughs) For debt relief. (laughs) What's fantasy FAFSA like? Oh, God. Oh, God. Hello, friends. Dane here saying thank you for listening and sharing our show. Telling other people about Dispel Magic is the best way for us to grow, along with you rating and reviewing our show on whatever podcast app you use. We've also revamped our Patreon. Benjamin is writing monthly spells. There's a behind-the-screen show where we talk about our home games, along with other little extras we'll be sprinkling in here or there. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend, rate and review, and check out our Patreon. Thanks again for listening, and happy spelling. Call Lightning is the next episode. This, to me, was... It, you know, Fabricate felt like the final nail in the coffin. Call Lightning was the actual final nail in the coffin. It was like, yeah, how do you walk this back? It was the uh, shovelfuls of dirt on top of the coffin. Yeah, right. There you go. To bury it. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. That's a better metaphor. Thank you. Yeah. The only thing that I had that I, I wrote a note about this, but I don't think it came up in the episode, is that the sorcerer class does get a meta magic feat mm. in Tasha's that lets them turn lightning damage into acid, cold, fire, poison, or thunder. And there's lots of other kinds of infrastructure that you might be able to build with those things or do with those things. I mean, poison is something where like, if you can just create bolts of poison, I'm guessing you could wreck a water supply yeah. really easily. Bolts of cold, like a bolts of cold for 10 minutes. You can, if you like, if you've got like some kind of conductive metal 
or even stone, you can probably create a refrigeration system. We we haven't delved into refrigeration. And I was on a, a podcast called A Couple of Characters where we talked about Ice Knife. Yeah. And we talked about... <laughs> what I'm what, giving you an inch right now. Giving, <laughs> okay. It's a short leash. What are you what are you talking about? Don't start pulling. When it oh, well, we were talking about the excellent and very useful spell ice knife mm-hmm. on that episode. Right. And um just how much refrigeration in any form would change a world. Yeah. And you could do that with the perfect and very desirable spell ice knife. Um but in this case, uh, bolt of cold. You could uh, you could do it even better. Yeah, I mean, call cold bolts. I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, for ten minutes, you're just nailing whatever container with cold over and over and over again. It's gonna be. It's gonna get cold. It's gonna get cold. It's gonna get cold. It's gonna be a cold boy. I do think we should find a spell in the future to really dig in on refrigeration because so many spells that deal cold damage, and I do think that's the kind of natural. That's where you go with it. Yeah. To, to that is is revolutionize uh, the yeah. world. Just for clarification, can they only change lightning damage to another kind of damage, or is it you can change any type of damage to any other kind of damage? It's not any damage to any damage. It's basically like the kind of elemental damage type. So it's okay. You can switch freely. Well, not freely. I think it costs like a sorcery point or something. But between acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder. But so, since in this case we're talking about a lightning spell. I just mentioned the sure. Spell, the well, it makes me think like what other spells could become much more useful by changing its right. type. I don't think anything would be. It's. I mean, I'll. I'm happy to look. I, it's hard to imagine it getting this that ability getting more value than call lightning because it's such a sustained long time. There are very few. There are very yeah. few damage spells that last this long, and the funny thing is, is that. It's that storm thing still applies. Mm-hmm. Like controlling a storm. Yeah, it's of still cold. a storm, but now all of a sudden it's like cold instead of lightning, mm-hmm. or poison or, instead of light, or acid. Literal acid rain. Yeah. You remember in the '90s when acid rain was going to be like such I do, a problem? Yeah, I do remember that. I remember thinking that it, that would be a problem I would deal with yeah. in my lifetime, and so far here we are. Here we are, not dealing with it. Yeah, just <sighs> rising oceans. So I'm thinking about. Ice knife, fire knife, poison knife. Hmm. I gave you, seriously, Dave? Thunder knife. Rain it in. I was very clear with you about my expectations around this ice knife thing. Hmm. Give me your tagline for this spell and let's move on. You got it. Steampunk, whether you want it or not. Very good. Very good. I, I got a, a bit of a line reading for from Benjamin on that one. <laughs> inspired by Get the it? way... Get Weather? Uh, yeah. Inspired by your creative spelling of the word weather. I can't spell. Um, everyone knows this. I did spell weather the way you... I said it just yeah. now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you start using electricity, you're going to get steampunk. Like, that's just what's going to happen. You can't get around it. Iron on people's faces, rivets Iron? everywhere. Yeah, that's that's what happens in steampunk worlds. People huh. get like plates of metal uh, fashion, fastened to their bodies. It's it's a common trope. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> airships? Lousy airship, with well, yeah. airships. airships for My sure. God in heaven. Hey, Benjamin, what, what's yours? Call lightning, sparking the Industrial Revolution. That? that covers a lot of areas. I like that because it covers a lot. It, it's got a pun in it, which sure, mine did too. Ultimately, I guess, but it, it's also indicative of what we talked about. That yeah, industry. Do, 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 do. I can hear the '80s synth music that you're singing. Thank when you. That happens. Yeah. Now, deck of many things. I think was a, a pretty requested. Like I, I think when people think D and D, that's they think beholders, they think dragons, they think deck of many things. I'd say that's probably pretty fair. It's iconic. It's iconic. And we found out that it kind of ruins games. Uh, I wouldn't say we found that out. I think everybody who's ever used it in a game has found out that it ruins the games. Fair enough. It's a bad magic item. It's a bad. It's a, it's a bad boy. It's it's silliness. It's just trying to to shake things up, but you know, ha- coming up with different organizations to rein yeah. it in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I that I think is probably your best way of including the deck of many things, while not ruining the campaign you've spent painstaking months and years building, is to introduce it as one of these factions of either people who are trying to protect. The deck of many th- anybody from accessing the deck of many things, or people who are trying to kind of unwittingly play pawns into drawing from it for their own kind of sick amusement. I, I think that it, it frames an interesting campaign arc. Yeah. So if it's this floating casino that we talked about, uh, sowing chaos wherever it goes, yeah. and your party is trying to stop that from yeah. happening, because maybe they're just giving out so many decks of many things and you know narrating all of the strings that are attached to that where people maybe don't even know they're getting these wishes right and suddenly their house is made of gold and there's a gold house just really mundane things like that but could could be a fun story arc yeah i mean i do think the other thing is that that kind of concept moves the deck of many things out of MacGuffin territory mm-hmm. and into something like more interesting than just chasing it. You're yeah. trying to interact with people who want to use it for good or for ill. And, and world changing because it, in most settings it exists. Yeah. Right. But you don't see the effects of it. Right. Right. Throughout your, your gameplay until you get it and right. it, ruins your whole Game. biz. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about is why would somebody make the deck of many mm-hmm. things or who's creating them? And an idea that I had since then because I I wasn't fully satisfied. I thought we'd come up with some good answers to that question, but I wasn't fully satisfied. Okay. Made me think in D&D cosmology, aberrations, the creature mm-hmm. type, are from kind of like outside the multiverse multiverse i don't know how clearly it's spelled out but i always envision them as things that like don't exist or shouldn't exist but are somehow invading they're pushing their way into reality anyway Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah but things that are not real that are pushing themselves into real space and i thought what if there were like frequent incursions like that that were just super disruptive and damaging maybe they're tearing apart the fabric of the world and the way the gods fix that is by making a deck of many things shaped whole 
the unreality that had to travel through to get yeah. to the material planes. And so it like it was still damaging and like chaotic. chaotic and no one wanted it to show up, but it was better than the thing that was happening. They made a gatekeeper. Yes. The way things that aren't real are allowed to pass into our reality is if they travel through this deck of many things channel that converts it into a deck of many things. Can't get rid of it, but we can push it to go in a place that's a little more mitigating. Right. Yeah. It's effects. That makes sense. Uh, What was your tagline? My tagline for this one is when your campaign absolutely positively has to be destroyed overnight. And you did that in the in the style of FedEx. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Um, I did two for this one. Uh, Let's the, hear them. The first one is. Guess we're just doing this now. <laughs> like yeah, all other pretenses are dropped. Yep. Whatever you just pulled has to be dealt with then and there. Done for good or for bad. For good. For good or for ill. For good or for badness. And then the last one is the worst card trick. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> but don't really, because it's gonna it's bad. Are these cards made out of ivory? This so is weird. Tusk. This is tusk. So that'll that kind of does it for what we went over this last season. But Benjamin, what about next season? What's on the horizon? Yeah. We have, uh, we, we're planning to return for season three. That's Aww. the big, big announcement. That's the big announcement. <laughs> we're doing another one. Yeah. We're going to do another season. We're having fun. We're having a lot of fun doing this. We will probably, you can probably plan to hear from us again in the early part of 2023. I'd like for that to be January, but uh, we have big plans for next season. And so we'll see. If it's later than that, it's because we're cooking up something extra hot for you. Ooh. Um, Spicy. Specifically, uh, we are hoping to bring some new voices onto the show. What could that mean? Huh? Huh? Tim Allen's going to be on the show. No, absolutely not. Definitely. Wilson, the guy who played Wilson is going to be on the show. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. You know, because if you don't want Buzz Lightyear, you're going to get Woody. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is a decent person, so that's fine. As far as I that's know, that's fine. That's fine. We also, um, you know, look in the next few months, keep an eye on our Twitter or wherever we migrate if Twitter dies. The plan is for next season for us to have this a full schedule in advance so people can really get hype about the spells that they're looking forward to hearing about. Well, I, I really like that we've kind of found this heightening through a season, right? One episode is starting to build on the next mm-hmm. one. And so I'm excited to see how that happens for this next season. Or if it does. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, we're creative blokes. We'll I think see. we'll we'll get something together. We'll see what we can do. More spells, more creatures, more magic items, more classes. More classes. Definitely more classes. Mm-hmm. I'm itching to talk about sorcerers for sure. Rockstar druids. Every time you say that, it pushes it back a season. Every time you say one that phrase. One full season. Yeah. One it's full a long season. long-running yeah. show. So um, I don't know if it'll be sorcerers next season, but I but I, I do I am very interested in talking about sorcerers. Cool. If you are 
on the Patreon, or if you're interested in the Patreon, I encourage you to pledge. We are going to continue to offer those rewards uh, even during this break between seasons. Uh, We do monthly behind-the-screen episodes, which is just where Dane and I talk about our home games. And one of my home games is Dispel Magic-based. So it's kind of implementing the stuff we've been talking about in that show. And then I also do kind of monthly spells. In the future, Some that might also include player options or, or creatures or magic items too. You're prolific, so you really... Mm. You're a creative powerhouse. Dynamo. Dynamo. That's right. Be a good spell. Dynamo. What would it do? Five, that's, that's on you, four, man. That's, three, on, that's on two, you. One. Nope. It pushes down walls. Okay. Cool. A spell called Dynamo that pushes down walls. Well, thanks for listening to our season wrap up. If you have any other ideas for this season or from last season, you can tweet us at Dispel Magic Pod on Twitter. Or hey, next season too. Hey, you know? why not? Or if you just want to say anything at all. Let us know what you think. We just want to hear from you. Leave a, a like and a comment and a review on Apple iTunes. Scream our name into the void. We'll hear you. Ooh, more commercials, too. We're going to do more commercials. We'll see. I'm excited for that. If you don't say Ice Knife or Rockstar Druid, we might. (sighs) Choices, choices. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long long rest. Long, long long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter, at DispelMagicPod. You can find Benjamin, at Sterling Vermin, and Dane, at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dane Fox McGraw. Music